everyone. My name's Hannah. And I'm Abby. And we are the The Homegirl Hustlers. We are here to be your guides on how to adjust your mindset, lifestyle, and habits to become the best version of yourself and pursue your passion without limits. Welcome back, Homegirl Hustlers, to another episode. This is episode 13, and it's going to be all about how to avoid and recover from burnout, even with a job that you love. So there are time there are times in everyone's lives where we feel completely overwhelmed with either work, personal life, or the combination of both. When burnout is not acknowledged, we will overextend and overwork ourselves to a point of physical and emotional exhaustion. This can trickle down into the lives of our families and our friends, and we can project ourselves onto them. In this episode, we're going to talk to you guys all about how to identify burnout, how to recover from burnout, and how to prevent it from happening again. This is such a common issue, and I'm so happy one of our listeners, shout out Sam, um, asked us about this topic, if we could talk about it, and I'm so happy we're doing an episode on it. So first, we want to talk about what burnout is, and I'm going to have Abby give us the formal WebMD definition of burnout. Oh, yes. All right. So what is burnout? Burnout is a form of exhaustion caused by constantly feeling swamped. It's a result of excessive and prolonged emotional, physical, and mental stress. In many cases, burnout is related to one's job. Burnout happens when you are overwhelmed, emotionally drained, and unable to keep up with life's demands. It's from just not not having the control that you need when it comes to the things on your plate. And honestly, I was overwhelmed like yesterday. I don't know about you guys, but it happens every once in a while. But burnout is completely different. So how do I know if I'm experiencing burnout? The first step, this is something that Hannah and I really pay attention to. Your basic needs are not being met. Your basic needs include sleep, include eating, include cleanse, cleanliness. Um, <laughs> this is something that Hannah and I bring to each other's attention a lot because when we realize that we're really overwhelmed, the first thing I ask Hannah is, did you eat? The yep. first thing Hannah asks me is, did you sleep? When mm-hmm. I say things like, oh, I didn't have time to take a shower today, she's like, Abby, um, mm-hmm. your hygiene should not be suffering from you being busy. Like, that is part of your basic needs. I don't even want you to ask Andrew, like, about me and cleanliness, because sometimes I'm just not the best with it, <laughs> because I sometimes am going through burnout and don't prioritize maybe taking a shower sometimes. <laughs> I feel like everyone's judging me right now, but it's the truth. It's a, it's a definitely a sign of, okay, I'm experiencing burnout because I'm not even prioritizing my own cleanliness. Yes. And, um, when you notice these things, I always will say to Hannah, like, Hey, like you are super capable and you do a lot of things and we need you at your best, but you cannot be superwoman if you didn't eat a meal today. You cannot be the person that you need to show up as if you didn't sleep last night like it's gonna show so pay attention to your basic and you cannot needs. be around people if you didn't shower because you smell <laughs> <sighs> no for real though like 
you got to take care of yourself. Um, if you really want to get deep in there, you can talk about Maslow's hierarchy of needs. What do each, what does each human need? Like you literally need psychology, food and shelter. You need those things to survive. You need sleep. You need to eat, and you need to take care of your cleanliness. That's literally the first. That's everything. What Abby said. That's like everything. Like that's how. That's the first thing that Abby said. Like we check with each other. Are your basic needs being met? Your human needs. <laughs> exactly. So, a second sign that you are experiencing burnout is you are not prioritizing your mental or physical health. This is something that, I mean, how many times have you said, I can't go to the gym, I'm busy? Um, Is that part of your physical health? Yes. Is it part of your mental health routine? For many people, it is. When you're skipping that, you're actually harming yourself in ways that, as someone who's creating, as someone who's an entrepreneur, as someone who's running anything, you need your mental health. You need your physical health. And sometimes this feels selfish. Sometimes it may seem like I have a to-do list a mile long. I don't have time to go to the gym and I am definitely guilty of those thoughts getting into my head and sometimes not prioritizing it. But when I don't prioritize it, I get more irritated. I get more frustrated and that shows in my work. That shows as, as how I'm showing up to my coworkers, to my peers, to my loved ones, where if I actually just prioritize my physical and mental health and stick stuck with my discipline of working out for 30 minutes to an hour and got that stress out, I would actually be able to show up as a better version of myself. Maybe I have to sacrifice one extra thing on my to-do list, but then I think that's worth not being a sucky person and not showing up as your best self and giving your best work to everything else. Yeah, and honestly, if you do take on another project instead of prioritizing your mental or physical health, will the quality of that project suffer anyways? You know, like bringing your best self forward isn't always just about the people around you, but it's like everything you touch now is going to be affected by the lack of you taking care of your own health. And you have to remember, like, we only have one life we only have one body like your health means a lot um and so that's one way to that's our second way to know if you're experiencing burnout our third way i am extremely guilty of everyone's probably too scared to say it to me but like you are extremely irritable I will literally like be like, I hate everybody. (laughs) (laughs) And I won't even realize that it's because I'm at burnout stage. Like I will not reply to people's texts, not reply to people's calls because I'm just like, oh, I don't feel like talking. But it's like, no, I am irritable. I will go off on whoever talks to me about anything. And it's because I'm not taking care of a lot of the I'm I'm feeling swamped. I'm feeling overwhelmed by something in life and it is taking a toll on me. And so when you're irritable like that, you have to sometimes just stop and ask yourself why. And and if if it connects to feelings of being overwhelmed or just not being solid in your process and what you're involved in at that moment, you might be experiencing burnout. 
Yes. And this happens so common with everyone. I feel like it's so obvious if you're just irritated. Think about it. When someone doesn't get enough sleep or when someone's irritated, you can just tell they have bags under their eyes, right? They're just exhausted and they're irritated and you can tell that they're just going through it, man. They're exhausted. It's a huge, obvious sign of you're probably burning out. And then you make everyone around you miserable. Going back to the domino effect, like it does not just affect you. It affects your team. It affects your coworkers. It affects your loved ones. It affects everyone around you when you're experiencing this because you project all of that onto everyone else. Then everyone else suffers because of you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And our fourth way to know if you're experiencing burnout is you are getting sick or you're just not feeling well for some odd reason. Again, all these things, basic needs, mental, physical health, they are all tied to your body and you will get physically ill if you don't take care of them. Um, I know like for, for Hannah and I, there's times where we lose our voices. Hannah way more than me, but like we lose, she'll lose her voice and it's like, Yes, she does coach, but also she hasn't slept in three days. <laughs> so that that Two voice weeks. problem, yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you will get physically ill. I've had people like ask me, oh, you have a cold? Like you have the sniffles. And I'm just like, no. And they're like, no, you've been sniffling like for the past hour. And I'm like, oh. But my body will just start getting sick because... I am not taking care of myself. And that's something that my mom would always tell me. You're going to overwork yourself and you're going to get sick and then you're going to be not able to do anything. And I would just like, you know, in one ear, not the other until I realized, wow, I'm actually feeling sick. Like I'm not sleeping. I'm not eating. I'm exhausted and I'm getting the chills and I'm actually feeling really bad. And so it's actually really true. Like, like Abby said, if your basic needs aren't getting met, your body's going to shut down. Mm -hmm. So these are all things to pay attention to. If you're experiencing these, they could be connected to burnout, especially if you're um, experiencing a few of these different ways that you can identify burnout. Um, Just to reiterate them, one, your basic needs are not being met, so you're not sleeping, you're not eating, you're not taking showers. Two, you are not prioritizing your mental or physical health. (laughs) You suck. (laughs) You're gross. This is like how Hannah and I encourage ourselves to take showers. Just excuse us as we laugh at our pain. Andrew literally asked my mom last weekend, did you always have these issues with Hannah? Like, does she have an issue with cleanliness? Oh my gosh. And my mom is just like, like just so like disappointed and just shaking her head. And I'm just <laughs> like, you know, cause I'm the first person to say, I know this is sidetracked, but I'm the first person to say, I didn't sweat that much during this time. So it's fine. I don't have to shower. And Andrew's like, dude, you're <laughs> disgusting. Andrew's like, you're so gross. Get out of the bed until you shower. Like he, he has to force me sometimes because I'm so tired. I just want to sleep. He's like, you are not yeah. getting in this bed until you shower. Like you're dirty. And I'm like, okay, you're right. <laughs> You're like, uh, you're right. And even like a little thing. So like, yeah, we're really going off on a tangent kind of, but I will not stop showering necessarily, but I stopped doing my like face routine, for example, oh. for like two weeks. 
And then I was yeah, like, my hair. Wait, why? I talked yeah. about this. I was literally like, if my hair is in a disgusting bun for days on end, you know that my life is trash. My life is a mess right now. Mm-hmm. No, seriously. So it's those things too that can be tied to your like regular routine and your hygiene for sure. So the four ways that you can really check to see, are you experiencing burnout? One, your basic needs are not being met. Two, you are not prioritizing your mental and physical health. You, three, you are extremely irritable. And four, you are getting sick and cannot really tie it to why. Um, but it's happening pretty often. So first step is self-awareness, right guys? We talk about this in lots of episodes. How do I know if I'm experiencing it? There we go. We're going to talk about how to recover from burnout, but first we want to go over why it happens. Yes. So, yes, yes, can yes. go ahead and get us started with this one. Yes. So there's a few reasons why burnout happens. Obviously, the first and obvious reason is job stress that's not well managed. There's there's more things to than just your job stress. Job stress is definitely the most common. And even Sam, who asked this, you know, was talking about even a job that you love can bring you stress. It doesn't have to be a job that you hate. It doesn't have to be a job that overworks you. It could be a job that you love, but you don't manage it well. And when we were preparing for this episode, guys, when we prepare for these episodes, yes, we give information based on experiences, but we also read articles and we pull from books and we pull from experiences. We pull from so many different things when we are giving you guys advice and and experiences and and knowledge. And this is kind of one that I was reading and it was an article and a a doctor wrote it and she was going over, basically, you can have a very high, not high stress job. I can't remember the the name, but it was like a, a high paced job, something like that, like a very fast paced, demanding job. And you cannot be stressed. It's possible. How are you managing your stress? For example, if you have a very fast-paced and demanding job and you are not handling that stress and you're kind of letting that affect you and letting that affect your life and you're not managing that stress and you're kind of internalizing everything, you're going to be a mess and you could experience burnout. If you have a very demanding job, but you set boundaries and you manage your stress well and you still prioritize your mental and physical health and you're able to have those boundaries with that job, you can be just fine. So sometimes, even if the job is demanding, it may not be the job, it may be how you are taking that job. It may be your boundaries and how you're doing that. So I wanna touch on that too, because a lot of jobs can be very stressful or demanding. And yes, there's gonna be ways that we'll talk about it when it comes to how to deal with that. But also it could be, you're just not managing your stress correctly. Like you're not managing the demand that the, that the job is putting on you. So that's the first thing of why does burnout happen? Obviously the first one is job stress that is not well managed. Yes, and honestly, like, I think it's important to go in detail on that because a lot of the other reasons we had are directly connected to not managing the things on your plate. And so the next one we have is not enough time for deliverables. So if you are setting unrealistic deadlines for yourself and you are just stressed out because you are overworking yourself to an extent where you're you're just not managing the things on your plate well, you can experience burnout. 
Um, again, doesn't matter how much you enjoy it. If you are not giving yourself the time needed and you're, it's causing anxiety and different feelings of just being overwhelmed, you can experience burnout. And I was talking to a couple today. I was telling Abby this and they were asking me, you know, we are so overwhelmed with work right now. And when we're overwhelmed, we stress eat. And when we stress eat, you know, just down, downward spiral from there. It's like, then I feel gross and then I don't prioritize working out and then cleanliness. I mean, we go and they go and go. And we were talking about how the issue was not enough time for a project. And I'm like, well, what are you doing about it? Because they have a team and, and a company and everything. And it's like, okay, well, what you could do about that is maybe this time, you know, push to get the deadline and, and finish it. But then next time, talk to your supervisor, talk to your manager about that deadline and about like having enough time so that you can um, you can have a good have a good amount of time going forward. Yes. And that brings us to our next point. Another reason burnout happens, you're just poorly communicating with your team, with your manager, with your clients. Um, I know that a lot of solutions for me come from communication. I am someone who will not over communicate if I don't feel like it. But sometimes that's literally all that's necessary because you might be stressing about something. Oh, I need to get this done. Oh my gosh, my boss is going to get mad at me. All you have to say is, hey, I need a little extra time with this. Is that fine or is that not fine? And sometimes it's like, oh yeah, no problem. And so that can help you take that off your, um, your just whatever stressing you out. Another thing is communicating with your team, the people around you. What if that person next to you is done with all their projects and is more than happy to help you out? If you communicated your problems or the fact that you felt behind or whatever was going on with that team member, that might be the solution to the problem. Um, and so communication, 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 even you can go ahead. I know Hannah, like with clients. That's exactly what I was going to go to. I already know. Go mm -hmm. ahead, girl. That's exactly <laughs> what I was going to go to. For an entrepreneur, this can go to clients. And this is something that I struggle with. Definitely not as much as I used to, but I would struggle with expectations. I would be like, oh my gosh, I would, I would just burn myself out because I feel, I would feel like if I'm not open enough or responsive enough or communicative enough or going above and beyond or going like just just basically dying to my clients then they could go to a competitor and they could leave and they could do this and that was a big issue in itself and that's a big no-no when it comes to working with clients and entrepreneurs sometimes have that same mindset as I did of going above and beyond because we do that in our work we want to show our clients that but then that can lead to burnout you know you have to be honest and open with your team but you can also be honest and open with your clients and say this project's not going to take two weeks it's going to take three to four weeks or it's going to take a month or it's going to take this and yes that may be longer than they expect but if you know that that's going to give you ample room to make sure the quality's there and to make sure everything's going to be correct it's much rather that than stress yourself and your mental health and um 
you know, go through burnout by cutting that time in half and just overstressing about it. And Abby and I talk about this too frequently because it's as an entrepreneur, it's something that you're going to work with when it comes to clients, when it comes to investors, when it comes to people that you are around and you have expectations that you're trying to show or that they have for you that you're trying to show, you have to make sure that you are setting those boundaries. Otherwise you are going to die. A sad, <laughs> sad death. A sad, sad death. Sad death. A lonely death. <laughs> Trust me. Uh, yes. And no, seriously, like just communicating. I've learned to communicate more because we're building teams and working with so many people. And that has seriously helped so much when it comes to managing things. Another reason that burnout happens is too much workload. So it is possible that you just sincerely have too much on your plate. Like right now, you have too much on your plate. We have episodes about prioritizing things. If you need to prioritize what's on your plate and you're fine having all that there, but sometimes you truly just need to let something go. Um, Because... If it's not a priority and you keep pushing it away and you keep pushing it away and you're not meeting deadlines with that thing because you're not prioritizing it ever, you are going to become stressed and overwhelmed and feel swamped at the existence of it. Um, so having too much on your plate is a reason why you can burn out. Um for sure. Yes, yes. And then going into the last one is unfair treatment. And this is something that I've experienced, not with Boost Your Brand, but with another job. I think it's obvious the other job that I work, but I'm not going to mention it for purposes. Oh <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, not now, but in the past with previous employees, um, not really unfair. It was because we're, we're talking about unfair treatment. <clears throat> Excuse me. We're talking about unfair treatment, but honestly, abusive treatment, emotionally abusive treatment, treatment that's just that just causes anxiety and can cause burnout because you're anxious because you're in and maybe it's an unfair work environment. Maybe it's an abusive work environment. Maybe there's a manipulative relationship going on, whatever it may be. It could be that environment or the treatment that you're receiving that is causing you to have anxiety, to want to work harder, push harder, or maybe you're working overtime to avoid someone, whatever it may be. There can be a lot of things in your environment that's actually causing burnout to happen as well. So I know for me personally, in a job, I'm trying to be as, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Discreet. Discreet, yes, as possible. With being honest, though, because it's true, there was a boss that I had that was just emotionally abusive when it comes down to it. Like, everything's been reported to HR. It's all fine. That boss does not work there anymore. But... To the point where I felt like I had to go overtime all the time. Otherwise, I would not that I would be let go, but I would be treated unfairly, that I'd be looked down upon, that I would be seen as this way or that that person would cuss me out in front of everyone or call me out or just like emotionally mess with me. 
And so I would have to literally, and my parents saw it. They were like, Hannah, this is not healthy. You're working way too hard. We were understaffed. Nothing was being done about it. And I was just dying, like to the point where I, Abby, and I don't know if you remember this because it was before Boost Your Brand, but literally like every night I would lose my voice and be like sick. And then every weekend I wouldn't be able to hang out with family or friends because I was so exhausted. And I just let that happen and let that happen. And that was a huge product of the environment that I was in because of the treatment that I was receiving. So that's just another reason um, of why burnout could happen. Yes. No, that's important. Um, You do have to look around you and see like, like imagine if someone was telling you you're not enough every single day, that's enough to just again, feel swamped and be exhausted because you're never going to perform to the level that they're expecting you to. And they're never going to reward you when you do meet that level. They're just going to continue to abuse their power and continue to push you to be something that is just setting unrealistic expectations at that point. Yes. Yes. So to go over why does burnout happen? One is job stress that is not well managed. Two, not enough time for deliverables. Three, poor communication with team or your manager or clients. And then the next one, too much workload. And the last one is unfair treatment or your environment. So now that we've gone over what burnout is, we've gone over how do you know if you're experiencing burnout? We've gone over why does burnout happen. Now we're going to talk about the main part, which is literally how to recover from burnout. So Abby, Mm -hmm. go ahead, take it away. What's the first step on recovering (laughs) from burnout? First step. First, you need to start with being aware of the signs. So we just went over the signs of how you know you're experiencing burnout. Um, You have to ask yourself questions. Are your sleep patterns normal slash healthy? And we talked about sleep being a factor that you might miss out on. Are you eating? When you're eating, are you binging? What are your eating habits looking like? So Hannah was just talking about how people were saying they would stress eat. People will just continue, like my like people stress eat. They just eat whatever's in front of them because it makes them feel good in that moment. Long term, absolutely not. But at that point, they're like, I just want to feel better. And so they might eat whatever they can. Me, I am actually the complete opposite. And it is something I struggle with. I will stop eating. I will literally not eat for 24 hours and not realize until like my stomach grumbles really loud. And I'm like, what is going on? That is, again, a sign of burnout. Like you are not paying attention to your body's needs and you are your your eating habits are showing it. Um, the third one, again, are you showering? Are you keeping up with your house? So when it comes to cleanliness, which we talked about, it's not only just going to be you taking showers and literally just like being clean, but like I said, it could be you're skipping out on your face routine. It could be you're not brushing your teeth twice a day anymore. And it could be your house is disgusting. Your house is disgusting. You're not doing the dishes anymore. 
Um, but hygiene, cleanliness, you need, yeah, Hannah, I know you felt that dishes coming and hit her soul. <laughs> Luckily, Andrew hasn't listened to this podcast, I don't think so, yeah. <laughs> um, but cleanliness is tied to all of that because that is very important. Um, cleaning my room honestly like makes my day. Sweeping the floor makes everything feel a little bit better because you are living in a better environment for yourself. And what are two things we need from Maslow's hierarchy of needs? Food and shelter. So when you think of cleanliness, those things are all all fitting into that. The fourth yes. thing. Oh, you know, I mean, if you want to take over. No, no, no. I was, I'm agreeing with you. I'm just sitting oh, here being called you. out about the dishes. A, so. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Keep going. So the fourth thing we have that you need to ask yourself how are you handling work and life stress? How are you handling and managing the stress that's being thrown at you? If you are like Hannah and I, Hannah and I write everything down. And when we don't, we forget to do things or we are not able to process our thoughts without putting them on paper sometimes. Um, we need to take notes so that we can go back and read them. Things like that. How are you handling your stress? Um, are you doing things that help you manage your stress? Have you let those things go? Or are they allowing you to not experience burnout? Yeah. Last thing you should ask yourself, how is your current work situation? So, yes... It's not always important to like blame external factors for things, but like we said, unfair treatment. Is your boss really strict to you for some odd reason? Maybe you're just like always an overperformer, and so they really push you to be even better because they're like, oh, this person's going to make us all look good, and they're pushing you harder than the rest of the team. Things like that you need to pay attention to because that unfair treatment is not going to get you um, far when it comes to feeling fulfilled and not feeling exhaust exhausted. Yes, she's got it. Speaking English. Good job. Yes, my first, second language. <laughs> so... Like Abby was saying, we have steps on how to recover from burnout. And the first one is all those signs she's talking about. Be aware of the signs. Ask yourself those questions. The second one is to approach HR or a manager or your team and communicate the situation and come to a conclusion to prevent it from happening or getting worse. So if you're in a corporation, there's most likely HR. And so you can honestly, if you're too afraid to let your manager know because you're afraid of bias or you're afraid of how they're going to respond, you could bring up the situation in a calm manner to HR and say, hey, I know myself and I know my sleeping patterns are off. I know I'm not prioritizing my basic needs. I'm not eating and I'm struggling with this. What is your advice on how to handle this situation? And it's as simple as that. And they can talk to you and say, okay, here's how here's, and they can help you make a plan to go forward. Essentially. If you don't feel comfortable talking to HR, you can always bring it up directly to your manager or your supervisor or even your team and just communicate the situation and say, Hey, for this project, we are all having to work double time. And whereas we understand this may happen once in a while, because you know, sometimes you can't control things with life. If that were to happen back to back, would you be able to survive? 
No, if you're not sleeping for weeks in and weeks out or eating for weeks in and weeks out, you're going to just crash and burn. So they need to know that so that they can build out a plan. Maybe they need to add people to your team. Maybe they need to extend the deadline. Maybe they need to do something to make sure your basic needs are met, but they're not gonna know that unless you communicate that. It does not have to be dramatic. You don't have to worry about them judging you if you're just honest, open, and professional and saying, hey, you know, we're giving all to this project, but we don't feel like there's enough time or we don't feel like there's enough manpower. Just sometimes communicating about the situation can help because, mm-hmm. you know, they can they can offer a solution to the situation. Yes, and people in those positions, whether it's HR, your manager, your team, um, they all want to build something sustainable at the end of the day. And if those things are, are really restricting your ability to work or your ability to be able to get through your days, you're not living in a way that is sustainable. It's not going to be good for the long term. It's not going to be good for the overall like, performance of your team, the overall performance of your manager, the overall performance of your company. And so it does matter to them as well for you to speak up on your behalf. Yes. So, third, oh, go, oh ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. No, you got it. I was going to say the third way to recover from burnout is to focus on healthy habits. So those things that you do no matter what, you have to focus on those things. Go back to your roots. When you feel lost and you feel frazzled and you feel overwhelmed, go back to your roots. And so this is connected to our point earlier of prioritizing physical and mental health. Um, But a few things that this is associated with for us are that healthy diet and that exercise. So if you are someone that eats healthy all the time and you start binge eating, you are not focusing on those habits that keep you alive every single day. Um, Hannah even said when she works out and then she skips a workout thinking, oh, I can just finish this project instead, she's not prioritizing her physical health. She's not focusing on these healthy habits. She's not keeping those routines um, that again, keep her able to move every single day. And this, oh, go ahead. mm -mm, I mean, you can talk about like the healthy diet and exercising. Well, I was just going to say on that point, like you said, it's a habit for me. So when I know that those healthy habits are starting to fall, that's a sign of, okay, I'm not prioritizing what I should be prioritizing. Because I've seen people, I mean, in my career when it comes to fitness, where they're consistent, 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 and then life happens or a situation happens or they're overwhelmed and then they don't show up for like two months. And I'm like, did they die? What happened? And then they come back and they're like, oh, I'm sorry. It was just a really stressful time with work. And I'm just like, mm, I don't want to know how that was because that's just so bad when you're like that long of a time you go without a habit that you've built and then you have to restart. That's just so hard on your body and on your mental mental health. It's just, yeah. It's honestly, the more stressed you are, the more working out you have to do to work out that stress, not the other way around. But yes, continue. Especially if that, I mean, yes, yes. Um, I don't want to be a dead horse. The next um, habit that we did want to bring up is journaling or writing. So some people, the gym isn't the place for them. Maybe they want to just pull out a notebook and write down 
their, like, not even write down how they feel, but just being able to write down the things going on in your mental space allow you to actually acknowledge how you feel, what you need to do, and what you are experiencing in that moment. And so when it comes to journaling and writing, that's something that I really connect with, and I really will lose touch um, when it comes to journaling for some periods of time. And when I just start writing, I realize like it's a relief. Um, personally, for me, writing has always been a way for me to really de-stress. And it's something that I didn't realize was a habit, but it was something that was keeping me going every single day. I would write down a word of the day in college of how I felt that day, just to acknowledge how I felt that day. And then I would go and find a Bible verse that would help me in supporting how I can better feel that way or how I can not feel that way anymore. Um, But that was like a healthy habit that kept me going. And it was essentially just journaling at the end of the day. So make sure you guys are not forgetting that those little things that we look at, they are important. You might think, okay, it will only hurt me if I let these things go. So like, let me go work on this instead or that instead. When it hurts you, it hurts you hard. That is part of your physical and mental health. And you are nothing without your health. You can be the richest person in the world. When you're sick, you're sick. You're done. You cannot you you cannot show up anymore. So take care of your physical and mental health um, so that you can recover from that burnout. Yes. That was the three or the third step on how to recover from burnout. And then the fourth one is making sure you have healthy stress management. This is so important because as we touched on earlier, yes, the job can be very demanding or fast paced or rigid, but maybe it's not the job. Maybe it's how you are handling the job and how you are handling your stress. Maybe when something happens, you freak out or internalize or however you handle it and you let it affect you way more than you should. So I think it's like important to think, is it the job? Is it the pace? Or is it me? How am I handling stress? And it's important to internalize. I know it's hard for everyone to do this because it takes like self-reflection, but how do you handle stress? When life hits you hard or when the job is, you know, day in and day out making you miserable, is it the job or is it how you're handling the job? Do you need to set boundaries? And this is something for me personally where you know, I have to work on setting boundaries with clients. The clients aren't the issue necessarily sometimes, or the work isn't the issue necessarily sometimes. Sometimes it's just how I take things and how I handle my stress. And so I need to make sure, again, that I have things in place to make sure I have a healthy stress management, that I'm working out, that I'm journaling, that I'm spending time with Jesus, like that I'm taking care of me Because if I'm not taking care of me, then I'm not going to be good with my job. So that kind of ties hand in hand. Yes. No, that is definitely a huge thing. Like, I will get stressed over things that I don't need to stress about. Um, And I'm like, oh, this person's going to get mad. Or this person's going to do this. Or this is going to happen if this doesn't happen. And it's like, no. Like, relax. Find a solution. Make a plan to conquer that solution. And manage that stress that's occurring in your life. 
Yes. Um, the fifth one, which I really, really associate with, is talk to loved ones. So how does that help you recover from burnout? Well, assuming that those loved ones know you, they know who you are at your core, and they know what you're like at the best of your like abilities, they're going to help you revert to that form of yourself. And for me, I know, even if I don't tell my loved ones my problems, I know that they're going to bring out of me the Abby that they know and that they love. And if they see any signs, they might not even call them out, but they will be the first people to try to make sure that I am the best version of myself. And so that's something that we discredit, um, especially in American society. We are in a very individualistic society um, compared to other countries that might be more like community-based or community-oriented. I know I'm from more of a community-oriented culture, as my parents aren't from this country, but we have to remember, as humans, we crave connection. We need connection. We need to have these conversations, and we are supported by those around us that do love us and that do show that they care for us and our well-being. Um, So this is something that definitely helps me when it comes to burnout. And this is something, too, when you're an entrepreneur and you may not have a team or when you're running a business and you're starting a business or even if you're a freelancer and you don't have a team, maybe you're overwhelmed with work and you can't delegate it. You can't ask for help. You can't talk to HR. You can't talk to your manager. It's just you. So what do you do? Who do you go to? That's when you go to your loved ones. And you express to them what you're going through. And then assuming they know you and want the best for you, they can help you revert to the back, back to your best self. And they can help give you advice on how to handle it. Yes. Hannah and I are each other's loved ones as well. Like we are CEOs together, but like, we're also like, Hey bro, this is going on in my life. Like help. Um, Because we know each other. We've known each other for a long amount of time and we have good intent for each other. So Just finding those people and keeping them close is very important in times like these. Yes. The next one is to set healthy boundaries. So recovering from burnout is something that is for you to take on. But when it comes to staying out of it, that's when you need to set boundaries. Um, Set healthy boundaries for that long-term recovery. Because when you... If you let something happen over and over and over and over again because you never set boundaries to prevent it from happening again, it will happen. And experiencing burnout constantly is like, mm -mm, that's like the beginning of the end. Like, it's a terrible feeling. And so you don't want to have to keep going back and making the same mistakes over and over again. So make sure you set healthy boundaries. We, again, have a whole episode on setting boundaries. So if you guys want more details, feel free to check that out. (laughs) Um, But that's our point number six. And number seven is to ask for help or delegate. So when it comes to delegating tasks, asking people for help, again, tied straight to communication. You got to let people know that you are drowning. Like I am, I am literally drowning right now. If you're drowning, do you like flap your hands and wave and scream or do you just let yourself drown? When you do not ask for help and look to your right and left and see who's there for you, 
um, you're just going to drown on your own. And it's going to be a slow, painful death. Yep. <laughs> um, that's when it comes to asking for help. But delegating, imagine you have a team that's in place ready to help you, but you never put your hand out and say like, Hey, I want you to help me out. I want you to be a part of my process. Because you, again, you like control. Because you want yes. the control over your work. Mm, man. Yes. And that's hard, too. Like, I know we're talking to all these female hustlers. But when it comes to even when you are in charge, it's okay if that team member takes a little longer than you did. They're taking something off your plate for you. It's okay if it's not exactly how you want it to come out. Maybe you maybe you work on it, but you just saved yourself half of the work because they, even though it, their hundred percent was half of your work, you still got half of your work done for you. So being and able to you could empower tasks, them. You could empower them to start practicing a new task or to start learning something else, and then who knows? Maybe they could be amazing at it too in the future, instead of you keeping all the control to yourself. And then again, it depends on the situation, of course, but yeah. Yes, for sure. So just to review how to recover from burnout, we are going to go through our list for everyone taking notes. Number one, be aware of the signs. Number two, approach HR slash your manager or your team and communicate the situation so that you guys can all come to a conclusion to prevent it from happening again or getting worse. The third way that we recover from burnout is to focus on our healthy habits, the things that you have to do no matter what to keep yourself going, to stay on routine. Focus on those healthy habits. Don't let those be what falls through. Number four, make sure you have healthy stress management. We all deal with stress. We all have problems that occur in our life, but the way that you solve those problems really matters. So that is a very important step. Number five, talk to loved ones and those that are close to you and know you at the core. Number six, set healthy boundaries. And number seven, ask for help and delegate tasks to you, your team and the people that are around you that are there to do that. Yes. So to recap, we talked about what burnout is. We've talked about how do we know if we're experiencing burnout. We talked about why burnout can happen, how to recover from burnout. And now we're just going to go over some simple steps and we're just going to list them out because honestly, looking at them, Abby and I have talked about them in some capacity, but how to prevent burnout for next time. And the first thing is know yourself, know the signs, know your tendencies. Are your basic needs being met? Are you slipping in your habits? Are you being irritable? Know yourself, know your tendencies so you can catch it early on. Then once you feel yourself caving or noticing these signs, you need to stop. Take some deep breaths. I've done this even in the car of like, I can feel myself anxious and I just take deep breaths and then I'll call someone. You can call your loved one. You can call a team member. You can call someone to talk it out and get advice. Again, Abby, like she said, someone who may know you to the core who brings out the best in you. Then you want to continue to stay disciplined and prioritize your basic needs and physical mental health. So those things like maybe for Abby, it's journaling or writing. For me, it might be working out. Whatever it is, make sure you keep that discipline because that's going to help you be you. And then 
Talk to a team member or manager if it's work-related. If it really is overwhelming and you're noticing it early on and you notice what's happening, bring it up to a team member or manager. And last but not least, ask for help before it's too late. Don't wait for the point where it's too late and you're already crashing and burning. So these are all of the steps of how you can prevent burnout for the next time so that you don't have to suffer and crash and burn. You can notice it early (laughs) on and stop the train from wrecking. Yes. Oof. Thank you all for listening. We really hope this episode was helpful when it comes to everything that we talked about. We hope you were able to take notes. Again, this topic was requested by one of our fellow homegirl honeys. And we always love when you guys ask for topics to be talked about or request topics. And we definitely listen to them. So thank you, Sam. Shout out for recognizing this topic and how much it needed to be talked about. We hope you guys were able to listen and then make sure you also follow us on Instagram, obviously. Join our private Homegirl Hustler community on Facebook and reach out if you ever need anything. Have a question or have a guest speaker you think would be awesome. Thank you for tuning in and listening and we hope to see you guys on our next amazing episode that'll be out next Wednesday. Thanks, homegirl hustlers. See ya. Peace out.